Thanks, everyone, for joining me here. This is Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. Today, I'm recapping the big win over the Maryland Terrapins, 51-14. to This was a game of complete and total domination. You can probably hear the excitement, the happiness in my voice. I can't. It's hard for me to stop grinning after that game last night. It was just so much fun to watch. The Hawkeyes used six interceptions and a fumble recovery, as well as ten penalties from that undisciplined Maryland team to help propel them to a blowout win under the lights in a Friday night game in College Park, Maryland. They didn't quite fill up the stadium, but they did have over 45,000 in a stadium that seats 51,000. It looked kind of empty at the beginning. I was wondering what was going on. I guess the traffic there is just so bad. Uh, it took fans quite some time to get into their seats. But it looked like it was a good crowd of Hawkeye fans, a few thousand fans there at the game. And it was great to hear them chanting, let's go Hawks during the game. You could tell at the end of the game they were just having a blast when they were the only fans left in the stadium because all the Maryland fans took an early exit. You don't blame them for that, the way this game went. And Hawkeye Elvis, we saw him there, of course, along with a lot of fans who live on the East Coast, don't get to see the Hawkeyes in person too much. This is one I'm going to have to put on the list. I need to get out to Maryland sometime. Uh, I haven't been to Rutgers. Uh, don't, don't get too excited about that one, but maybe just to get out East again. That would be fun as well. And Penn State, so I guess I just haven't been out east much. Um, where else? I know I haven't been to Champaign. I just can't get too excited to go to Champaign, but I guess at some point I'm going to check them all off my list. I've been to Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, uh, Purdue. Anyway, Minnesota. I've been to most of the stadiums, so I can't wait to, uh, to take one of those East Coast trips sometime and meet some of these East Coast Hawkeye fans. It looks like they have a really good iClub out there. They had a lot of fun things planned for the weekend for Hawkeye fans that were coming into town, that were flying in from Iowa, or coming from all over the East Coast. So what a great, just a great Friday night. The Hawkeyes with a huge win. Um, it was unbelievable. It was so much fun to watch. Well, let's talk about what transpired on Friday night in Maryland. What a game. But Maryland won the toss, elected to receive. Looked like a pretty decent drive was in the works on that first possession. You know, it looked like Maryland was going to go for it on fourth and one from their own 44. They had a false start penalty and ended up having to punt. Penalties were a theme in this game for Maryland. They had 10. And I mentioned the other day in the preview, they're a highly penalized team, and they did not disappoint on Friday night. They had some really rough penalties at some critical times, and it really helped out the Hawkeyes. Well, the Hawkeyes got the ball at the 31-yard line. They were eventually going to have to punt, but Petrus had another one of those passes to Reganey. He almost hauled it in. He had to adjust on the fly. I don't know. They need to they need to get that dialed in a little bit better because he was wide open there. Could have been a little bit better pass. He could have caught it too, but uh, that would have been a huge gainer. But Maryland takes over, and the turnovers are going to start here on third and six. Would have been a third and one if not for senior lineman Johari Branch's second offsides penalty of the day. He also had the, the, the false start on the fourth and one. Well, that backed Maryland up to 35, and under pressure from Ben Valkenberg, Tunga Valoya threw an interception to Riley Moss. It looked like he just couldn't get enough behind the ball, behind that pass, uh, with the pressure coming from Ben Valkenberg. Went right to Riley Moss. He fell forward as he picked it, or he may have run it back for a touchdown. In the post-game interview, he said he saw a lot of green in front of him, but just couldn't keep his footing. Great job to get the interception there. Huge play. The Hawkeyes then went on a seven-play drive that ended in a 41-yard field goal by Shudak. 
who has just been money this year, and the Hawkeyes were on the board first. On the ensuing drive, Maryland went 69 yards on eight plays. They really looked sharp in the passing game. They ran the ball well a couple of times. A lot of misdirection. Seemed to have the Hawkeyes off balance. Uh, the touchdown was a nine-yarder to the tight end, and he was lined up in the backfield and kind of just slipped out to the right, was wide open. Looked like this game was going to be a dogfight. At this point, Tungvaloya had 106 yards passing and a touchdown. It's still the first quarter. And, you know, this guy came into the game averaging 350 yards per game, 75% completion percentage. Dante Demas Jr., the great wide receiver, had four catches for 61 yards. Again, just in the first quarter. So you're thinking, man, this is going to be quite a game. Charlie Jones gave the Hawkeyes great field possession. Uh, he had a nice kickoff return of 38 yards down to the 41. And, you know, this was just a beautiful drive. Handoffs to Tyler Goodson for nice chunks of yardage. 16-yard pass to the big tight end, Sam Laporta. Goodson took a pass, went 18 yards down to the 9-yard line. And then Petrus to Arlen Bruce, the fourth on a slant pattern down to the 1. And Petrus punched in on a quarterback sneak to make this game 10-3. to I was feeling pretty good at this point. The special teams were given the boost that they typically have this year. Uh, the offense was both running the ball and having success in the passing game. The offensive line was, was really holding up well. But you had to figure Tugavaloya wasn't finished. On the shootout kickoff, the next big break for the Hawkeyes came, and it was a fumble on the kick return by Dante Demas Jr., where he was just smacked by Sebastian Castro. He stuck him with his shoulder pad right into the hip. Uh, really great tackle, you know, textbook kind of tackle. Somehow, Demas Jr.'s back leg was planted in the ground. It did not look good. That knee bent multiple ways that it is not supposed to bend. Just, it, I couldn't stand watching it on TV. I really hope he ends up okay. It did not look good. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens there. He is a heck of a receiver, and that was a really bad break for Maryland losing their best wide receiver, giving the ball to Iowa on the 10-yard line. Well, Jay Higgins recovered the fumble, and you better believe his dad, Roy Higgins, was doing the hawk, hawk, hawk in Maryland after that play. And then after a short pass to Charlie Jones, a couple yards gained there. Petrus found Arlen Bruce, the fourth, the true freshman for his first touchdown as a Hawkeye. A great play where Bruce ran a crossing pattern from the left side all the way to the right sideline where he caught the ball before going out of bounds. Great pass by Spencer Petrus. Then this game just got out of hand. It was amazing to watch as Tunga Valoya threw another interception, this time on the first play of the drive to Jack Kerner. It was a tipped ball drill. Um, who was it? Jack Campbell tipped that one, I believe. Yeah, Jack Campbell. And Kerner was returning uh, the interception. He got tackled from behind, fumbled the ball. I have no idea how the Hawkeyes got it. I believe it was Dane Belton who somehow came up with that fumble. It looked like Two Maryland players were going to get it. Dane got in there, recovered it, and the Hawkeyes went back to T-Good for some nice runs. Uh, there was one where he looked like Barry Sanders, eluding the defender, getting a first down, uh, spinning. Just He looked incredible out there. Six plays, touchdown Iowa after another quarterback sneak for Petrus. Well, on the second play of Maryland's next drive, it was another interception by Tunga Valoya. Dane Belton this time. He was right on the receiver. The pass should never have been thrown. There was no window to get that ball into the wide receiver. Easy interception, but great coverage by Belton. He was all over that wide receiver. And then, you know, another nice drive by the Hawkeyes. This time, 
with fullback Monty Potterbaum getting the two-yard touchdown run up the gut. So the Hawkeyes were just pounding Maryland into submission at this point. The Iowa defense was so juiced. Nothing going right for Maryland. They had to punt. The Hawkeyes put three more points on the board with a 38-yard field goal. And you just can't even make this stuff up. Tungavaloya tried to pass again before the half ended through his fourth interception of the game. This time to Terry Roberts, who outleaped the Maryland wide receiver, picked the ball off. It was kind of an up-for-grabs pass where it looked like Tungavaloya was just trying to Hail Mary type play to get something going before the end of the half, but the Hawkeyes wouldn't have it. The Hawkeyes plus five on turnovers in the first half. It's 34-7 to at the break. In that second quarter, the Hawkeyes had 31 points, ran 25 plays, burned over 12 minutes of clock with 96 yards of offense. Maryland ran nine plays, only generated 28 yards of offense, had four turnovers. The 31 points in that quarter was the most the Hawkeyes scored in a quarter since 2002, and that was against Akron. And that high, that was the high-powered Hawkeyes offense of 2002. Uh, they scored 37 against Akron, and that was Brad Banks, Freddie Russell, Dallas Clark, uh, Mo Brown, all that, all those, that unbelievable offensive line. Of course, Akron is not a 4-0 Big Ten team, so kind of unbelievable what the Hawkeyes did there, but they had a lot of help from their defense. Well, the Hawkeyes got the ball to start the second half, drove right down for a touchdown. 67-yard pass to Tyler Goodson, who leaked out of the backfield into the middle of the field. Jukes one guy, it looked like he was going to tackle Tyler Goodson, but Tyler Goodson just broke his ankles, made a move. The kid was, and he was just gone for a touchdown. Very exciting play. It really showed what T. Good can do when he gets the ball in space and look for the Hawkeyes to run more plays like that. Um, man, I mean, that just was a beautiful, beautiful play. Maryland has to punt on, on their first possession in the second half. And then Charlie Jones with another great punt return to put Iowa into Maryland territory. Shudak got another field goal. And Maryland actually had a nice drive for a touchdown, but it was 44-14 to at that point. The Hawkeyes ended the scoring with an 11-play, 82-yard drive that included a 27-yard Ivory Kelly Martin run. was capped off by a TD for Tyrone Tracy Jr. And on Maryland's next drive, Tenga Valoya threw his fifth interception of the day. Kayvon Merriweather this time. And that was it for, for Tenga Valoya. They sat him down, brought in backup quarterback Reese Udinski. And he got intercepted later in the game by Bryce Schulte, a backup safety. That is six interceptions and one fumble recovery for the Hawkeyes. Complete domination by this defense. Lots of reserves got to play in the fourth quarter, including Padilla, the backup quarterback, Deuce Hogan, the third-string quarterback. It was great to see some of those young defenders out there playing as well. So great to get a lot of the young guys some work out there in this game. Iowa dominated in every category on Friday night. Well, the Iowa Hawkeyes had 24 first downs to 14 for Maryland, 428 yards of total offense to 271. I don't remember the Hawkeyes having nine penalties for 63 yards. They need to clean that up. Maryland had 10 penalties, some really bad penalties at critical times for them, 82 yards and seven turnovers to zero for the Hawkeyes. Time of possession, the Hawkeyes had the ball 39 minutes, Maryland 21. Well, Tunga Valoya started the game as one of the top quarterbacks in the nation in the FBS as far as interceptions. He had just one. 
ended the game with the most interceptions of any quarterback in the FBS. He was completing 75% of his passes over 350 yards per game. He was 16 of 29 for 157 yards, two touchdowns, and five interceptions against the Hawkeyes. Well, for the Hawkeyes, you know, what a game by Spencer Petras. This quarterback just keeps getting better and better, and he gets the game ball this week. 21 of 30 passing, 70%, 259 yards, 8.6 yards per attempt, three touchdowns passing. He had two touchdowns on quarterback sneaks, and I saw it was the first time a quarterback had multiple passing and rushing touchdowns since Brad Banks in 2002. Now, Brad Banks, he was a great passer, but he was also making plays with his feet. For Spencer, it's going to be those quarterback sneaks, but uh, great job by him there. Padilla did come off the bench. He was one of seven passing, but it was good to get him some snaps. Tyler Goodson had 19 carries, 66 yards. He also had two catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. IKM, Ivory Kelly Martin, nice game for him. Eight carries, 62 yards, hitting the hole hard. He made some nice plays out there, and Goodson led the team in receiving yardage, followed by Sam Laporta. Five catches for 49 yards. Nice game for Charlie Jones. He had three catches for 44 yards. He had that really nice catch where he had to adjust in the air with the ball in the air, kind of like Nico Regani last week with that catch. Um, really impressive as he was going out of bounds. Also, Arlen Bruce, the fourth. What a game by the true freshman. He had six catches, 43 yards, one touchdown. And backup tight end, Josiah Miaman had a nice 22-yard catch off the bench. Well, Tackle leaders were mostly out of the secondary because Maryland was passing the ball so much in this game. I'm going to give the game ball to Riley Moss. He had the interception, five solo tackles. He had a tackle for loss. Merriweather, Justin Jacobs had four tackles each. But you could give it to so many guys here. They had six interceptions. Um, what a game by this defense. Hey, if I had a game ball to give to a coach, I'd give it to Phil Parker and his staff. I mean, those players just seem so confident out there. They played a really good game of football. Unbelievable. Well, on special teams, I'm giving the ball to Charlie Jones again. He is fearless out there. I think Kirk Ferentz said every time he touches the ball, he wants to get it in the end zone. That's how, that's how he thinks Charlie feels. And he had four punt returns for 33 yards. He had a 38-yard kickoff return to give the Hawkeyes great field position early in the game. Torrey Taylor didn't need to punch, punt too much in this game, which was nice. And a, a really good game by Caleb Shudak. He was 3 of 3 on field, field goals and perfect on extra points again. A couple more notes around this game. I really liked the Spencer Petrus quote after the game about improvement. He said, quote, we've been working really hard at practice. I think you're starting to see improvement. It's compound interest. The harder you work over time consistently, the results will show, end quote. I, I think that just really sounded good. I mean, you look at this offensive line, young guys, they're working, they're working. Coaches are on them with fundamentals, and Justin Britt was back. This offensive line played a really good game in both pass protection and the running game this week, and Spencer Petrus just keeps get, getting more and more confident out there. These guys are improving. Well, on college game day, Kirk Herbstreet said that Iowa always has a good team. Every year they're good. Sometimes the stars align. They have a couple of special skill guys, talents out there, really good quarterback, and they have a special team. And they said the Iowa defense is flat-out legit. So good praise from Herb Street. I think he was saying that this could be like some of those past teams, more, most recently 2015, 2009, those teams that were really special were 
top 10 teams. Um, a lot of games left, but this really does seem like we have something special going here. Well, Iowa could be called Takeaway U now. They have more interceptions since 2017 than any other team in the FBS. 12 interceptions in 2021 now. That's just unbelievable after five games. Riley Moss's quote after the game was great. He said, quote, it was kind of like playing at recess. We were just flying around playing football. No worries in the world, unquote. What defensive back wouldn't want to go play for this program that Phil Parker get to play that brand of football? Just where you're flying around out there having so much fun, playing with no cares in the world. He made some comments, too, talking to Dolph and Eddie after the game about how much they all love playing together, how great this locker room is. Um, a lot of cohesiveness in that locker room. Kirk Ferentz made some really fun post-game comments as well. Go listen to that if you can. One was just about how these Maryland locker rooms, I guess, are horrible. He said when he played at Connecticut 50 years ago, he thought their locker rooms were better. Well, I said going into this game, just win, baby. I didn't care if it was by 30 or one point. Get to the Penn State game 5-0 and and see what happens. This one exceeded expectations by far. I picked the Hawkeyes to win 31-20. I figured Maryland would get a couple of touchdowns, move the ball into the red zone a couple times, get some field goals. I also predicted a couple of turnovers, but never thought the Hawkeyes would get seven. But I thought the Hawkeyes would be able to overpower uh, Maryland's defense and run the ball and, and score 31 points. But that short field really favored the Hawkeyes with so many turnovers in this game. Easy win for the Hawkeyes. They're 5-0. This is the third 5-0 start under Kirk Ferentz. The others were 2009-2015. Those were unbelievable teams. So much fun to watch. The Hawkeyes have now won 11 in a row going back to last year. And we should see college game day in Iowa City on Saturday. Penn State is winning late in that game. They're going to take care of business against Indiana. So it's going to be probably number three against number four next week. I'm going to be there on Saturday. I can't wait to be in Kinnick Stadium again for a huge matchup. Um, and it's just going to be unbelievable. College game day should be there. Top five matchup in Kinnick Stadium. 3 p.m. game. It is going to be wild. Well, there's nothing better than a Hawkeye win other than a Hawkeye blowout. And that's what we saw Friday night. The Hawkeyes win 51-14 to over Maryland. 5-0 feels really good. Let's keep it going, Hawkeyes. Until next time, go Hawks.